yes, ladies and gentlemen, my name is Jack Farmer. His name is Jimmy Corderas. His name is Justin Labar. And this is the WWE Raw Wrestling Inc. after show. And have we got a show for you. We're talking street fights tonight. We're talking attacks backstage. And we're talking a lot of personality personal fights getting personal is what i'm trying to say here uh but before we get into all that folks i got a new camera but i didn't spend any time figuring out how to set it up so i've got some some weird lighting i've got some stuff going on but we're ready to go i also forgot to hit go live so that's why the countdown seems so short for a lot of people when we started the show uh but justin so good to have you back buddy yeah good to be back uh it's weird. Last time I did any podcasting was a week ago with you fellas, and uh, that's just, that's that's uncommon for me. But it's good to be back. It was uh, you know a week uh, of, of of emotion, but uh, did what we had to do, paid our respects, said our goodbyes, and I'm happy to be back in the ring for another swing. Back in the swing of things, 19 days away from Mania. Yeah, you know, I went and I filled in for you on. Uh, the AEW show and I thought it was going to be all fun and games but I get in there with Jimmy and Issa and Jimmy he's punching his, his palm like this you know when I show up and <laughs> and Issa she's flipping a quarter and chewing on a toothpick and they're like kids you're in the wrong part of town uh, I, 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 felt, I, I I respectfully disagree because uh, I to play peacemaker especially between you and Issa I dressed for the occasion properly let's put it that way you did dress for the occasion properly, but yes. long story short, I'm glad you're back, Justin. Jimmy, how mm -hmm. are you today? I'm doing well. I'm hanging in there and glad to see Justin back. I know it was a rough time for you and our thoughts were with you the entire time, my friend. And uh, glad the, the Triple J is back together again. Let's put it that way. Yep. And speaking of getting back together thank you to everyone who's getting back together in the chat whether it be Layla martinez first time i've seen you in the chat ricky zaldivar steven camp kenny nyc demon diva rolling through always good to see you ash mike riggs thank you guys for coming through like comment share subscribe you know the drill let's get into some news let's get into some spicy news news that had twitter a stir, I would say. Uh, there are details about Bray Wyatt's recent absence from WWE programming and the Madison Square Garden live event. Uh, much has been made about what's going on with Bray Wyatt. Rumors started swirling about his status in WWE after he didn't appear for a live event in New York City's famous Madison Square Garden this past Sunday night. Despite being advertised, Braun Strowman replaced Wyatt in take, uh, to take on LA Knight in a lights-out street fight. Fightful initially reported that Wyatt is dealing with a, quote, physical issue and a return timetable hasn't been determined. It was mentioned that props for Wyatt and Uncle Howdy characters haven't been sent to SmackDown shows over the past two weeks. With that said, the report also noted that there is no evidence to suggest rumors of unrest between Wyatt and WWE are true. Uh, Jimmy, you've been there when people can't make it what is your take on the sudden disappearance of bray Wyatt? is it hey they say it's an injury leave it at that or do you think there's more to it there may be a little more to it uh i don't doubt the fact that maybe there is an injury involved here because uh, you know stating that kind of makes sense but at the same time the return of bray Wyatt hasn't resonated and clicked quite like we expected in my opinion, I don't think at least the audience has resonated with it as much as I th thought they might. 
you know, maybe I don't know what they were expecting. Maybe they were expecting something different. Maybe they were expecting uh, the same, whatever it is. Something just doesn't seem to be clicking with Bray the way it was before the departure. Now, as far as not being on TV now and not being at the, the, the big telltale thing was the, the house show or the yeah. live event at Madison Square Garden. Not showing up for that, mean to me, tells me that there is an underlying issue uh, that may be injury involved. I hope it's not. I hope it's just like a creative thing, like, you know, card subject to change kind of thing. But at the same time, this guy's kind of feel like there may be a physical issue. Uh, Justin, um, it's pro wrestling. If someone gets hurt, I always assume that that's, that's always a possibility for people in pro wrestling. Uh, it does seem a little weird, the timing, uh, with kind of it, what was going on on air. I know some people take that strong opinion. I've seen rumors again circulating, and, and I'm just trying to, to stir things up when I ask this, but people say maybe Vince McMahon is back, and now Bray Wyatt is saying I'm unhappy, creative issues. Is this a smokescreen? Uh, what's your take <clears throat> in general? And obviously we're we don't know anything, but. I don't think it's a creative thing. That's not to say that the creative could be, you know, you know, should be better, you know, could be better or something like that. But I don't think that's what's going on here. I mean, remember, you know, Bray Wyatt is a pro. He comes from a a, a wrestling family. Uh, we know that in when when Vince was in fact for sure in charge, um, that there was creative struggle. We we know now. And I and, and look at this. Remember when Bray had his last match at what was the WrestleMania, and then that was the last match he had, and then eventually he would be released. I believe it was you know him and Alexa was there with him. I, I want to say it was against Orton. That's correct. Uh, a couple manias ago, and it was like a weird, and you know, it, it it wasn't what we expected, right? What I'm saying is, even if he's not agreeing with creative, you know, we're 19 days out from mania, they're not just gonna abruptly, you know, they're gonna get to the show and they're gonna get something out in the ring and something for the people to see. Uh, I I do think there's something just physically going on. Now we know Bray, Bray has been dealing with a damaged finger for a month now um and he worked through it he's he's worked some house shows he worked of course rumble um you can work through a damaged figure I, i'd have to I'd, I'd probably speculate there's maybe something else whether it's a injury related whether it's a i hope not but uh, you know a health scare or something but for them to for, for him to abruptly disappear as, as quick the way he in the abrupt manner that tells me it is something related to health it might be we might be sitting here next monday and a lot could change, hopefully for the better, in seven days, and he's okay to go. And they and and, and, we, and we pick back up, or he's okay to be around enough, and they, you know, Audible and Uncle Howdy's going to take the brunt of the physicality at Mania, but we're going to keep Bray on TV and whatever, you know. So a lot can happen, but I, I don't buy into a lot of the speculation of, oh, Vince was there in Boston, and now all of a sudden, you know, I don't, I don't think that's it because I don't think that they just pull somebody from TV like this this close to mania especially when we've seen them tough it out and seen bray tough it out in the same time frame leading up to mania before um that said i do think creative needs to be reevaluated i think things are moving too slow for having two weekly shows and bray sometimes has little bits on both i think things are moving too slow as it relates to that uh storytelling yeah it seems there, there's gotta be more to it than just um i agree i, I don't think it'll be just a situation of I'm unhappy with creative at this point. They would get through mania and then cut things off. I think if that was the only case. So 
regardless of what it is, uh, I hope Bray Wyatt gets well soon. No matter what's going on with creative, you never want someone to be hurt or injured or have one of those things. So uh, hopefully things work out for him. Um, we got some news that speaking of things working out, it sounds like things are going to be working out for Stacy Keebler. It appears she is on track to be announced as the next inductee in the WWE Hall of Fame class of 2023. According to PW Insider Elite, WWE and Keebler have been working on a deal to include her in this year's ceremony. Talks between the parties have been ongoing for weeks and are reported to be a 99% done deal. Justin, I feel like you can always argue who deserves to go in first versus later or whatever, but I feel like Stacey Keebler deserves a shot in this one. What say you? Yeah, why not? I mean, here's somebody who, uh, you know, she entered in WCW in the late 90s and, you know, coming off of being a Baltimore Ravens cheerleader. So really, you know, kind of learning as she has to go, right? Learning on the on the job, I think. Um, and then obviously she goes over to WWE during, after the sale and uh, of WCW and, Look, she became a memorable female talent. Granted, it was not in the time period that, I mean, you know, yes, Trish and Lita, but it still was a time where it was much more, you know, TNA and pillow fights and what have you. But she still carved out a spot for herself. And, and oh, by the way, she 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 did some, she had a lot of, cro- still to this day, has some crossover uh, into Hollywood. So, yeah, I, I don't think that, uh, I don't think anybody should deny her entry into the Hall of Fame uh, for any reason. Yeah, Jimmy, uh, she was oh, she's, she's still Miss Hancock to me as an old school <clears throat> WCW fan. But uh, Stacy Keebler, uh, I, I, yeah, maybe she doesn't have the matches that like Alita has or something like that, but still was such a big part of pro wrestling for a long time. Absolutely, she was a huge personality and she got she resonated with the audience. And when she came out, she got the reaction. You talk about the just. <clears throat> In a different way, Justin talks about the airport test. This is the entrance, the entryway test. When you walk out and you listen to the crowd, especially the guys, they they resonated. You know, she resonated with the the male pop population. Let's put it that way, and also a lot of the female population too. She was a universal talent, and she aligned herself with a lot of great talents too. You know, as a second, so to speak, as that as their. Uh, uh, you know, with the Dudleys, for example, and that sort of thing, and with Test and. So, you know, there is a spot for people who aren't necessarily strictly in-ring talents, if you know what I mean, like wrestlers, so to speak. So, yeah, is she is she deserving? I think not only is she deserving, she earned it. R.I.P. to test. Uh, it was today was, is the uh, anniversary of his death. Oh, oh wow. Yeah. Wow, that's too, that's too bad, too. Yeah. Uh, but... I do think we talk about what you do in the ring and Jimmy, to your point, I always say this is a hall of fame. It's not a hall of in ring talent. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you can do things in pro wrestling and still be a part of the story, whether or not you are doing moves in the ring or whether you're not actually good at wrestling in the ring. And I feel like Stacy Keebler was such a big part of so many things throughout her time in pro wrestling. She, she deserves it. I think. Absolutely. Well said. Uh, So as we get ready to get into the show again, please do us a favor, like, comment, share, subscribe. I keep saying, I keep repeating it. It's an SEO thing. The bosses are watching us. They're saying, hey guys, how many likes do you get? I don't know if that's their voice. I only talk to them via email, but I assume it's guys, you gotta get the likes. 
Uh, so give us some likes, comments, share, subscribe. Uh, I prefer I prefer when I'm thinking of them. I prefer to think billionaire Ted and those. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> How can we compete? Yes, I like tremendous. I I think of the uh, that's a good. One. I think of the Seinfeld. Uh, George. Uh, um, uh, oh, uh, uh, Steinbrenner. Steinbrenner. That's it. Yeah. yeah, I imagine. I just you just see the back of him talking. Yeah. Uh, but in any case, like, comment, share, subscribe. We appreciate it. Uh, Ricky's out of our Dylan, Kenny in the chat, baby, ice tuck graph, Adam Staples. Good to see you again. Night one, uh, Jonathan Torres, Stephen Camp, Jeroy J, Bernie DC, Mike Riggs, uh, Marquise Neal, uh, Cisco 323 LA, Ethan Cruz, and Ricky Lewis. Uh, and also, uh, error in, in the chat. I saw you were in here during the show, but I guess it gets a little late for you and you come back later. So uh, if you do listen to the show later, shout out to you for always hanging out in the chat while Raw is on, uh, as well as Grandma Daisy and Huffman Elite Training. Let's talk about this episode of Monday Night Raw, starting out with Edge calling out Finn Balor, and he says he's going to give Balor a mania match, and it will be a hell in a cell. And Finn hints possibly at bringing out the demon. They jump Edge, but are stopped by the way. I'm calling them the way. I don't care. Uh, we want, we get a match, and there's a lot of action, fun moments with Judgment Day getting the win. Justin, this matchup, we've known it's been coming for a long time. Does the addition of Hell in a Cell and the Demon Tees raise the bar for you on this one? Raise the la bar for you on this one. I there know you, it's an easy one. I'm go. sorry. No, yeah, there you go. There you go. Uh, no, it, it does. Um, you know, it's, again, nice to see we don't have a Hell in a Cell premium live event that we just have to, you know, we're obligated to, to throw matches inside of the cell. This this feels like something. This feels like a year's culmination uh, so put it inside the cell and obviously edge laid it out the things that have gone on with Beth and everything. So it, it, it warrants that. And then, yeah, you know, Finn teases, he says, you know, about his demons and hell, uh, you know, teasing that he could pull out the, the demon character, which he's been known to do for big, uh, premium love event matches. This would be the first time he's the demon since he's been a heel in judgment day. And I think that <clears throat> has a whole intriguing spin. You know, whether he changes up the paint and goes from red and black to purple and black or just, you know, I always thought the demon when he was babyface, when he was white meat babyface Finn Balor. And then he go into that, then he go into that special gear to be the demon. I always thought the, the problem I had with that was the demon was then so interesting that when he reverts back to being in his plain clothes Finn Balor, it was kind of like meh. But mm -hmm. maybe now with him being in, in this this evil group. Uh, whether the dynamics going to be better of him switching between the two, or maybe, maybe you're a little bit more demon esque on the daily. Uh, uh, I know it's a lot of makeup to do on TV day, but I, I, I don't, I'm intrigued. Is what I'm saying. I am intrigued by all aspects of the Hell in a Cell gimmick, and 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 the fact that we are going to see the the first take of the demon as him in a heel Judgment Day group. Yeah, that's very. It's, I'm very interested to see the evil demon. Uh, it is kind of interesting to think the demon being a good guy when you think about the whole process. But he does have so much character. I agree with you. It's going to be fun to see him now try to see what he does with the demon. Uh, but Jimmy, overall, this opening segment, I thought this was a fun way to kick off Raw. You get a fun promo. You get the announcement of a big match. 
you get a fun matchup. The right guys get the win because they're the ones that you're heating up for Mania. This just felt like a, uh, I wouldn't call it a home run because it wasn't the, the biggest and grandest thing in the world, but it was a nice double. No, I, I'd even go so far as to say maybe squeezed out into a triple because, mm-hmm. you know, it, it did. It got the crowd lively and you heard them. They were with this completely. And like you said, you want to add some gravitas to this match. We kind of figured they were going to meet at WrestleMania and you want to end this rivalry in a way that feels final. That feels like, they, you know, that they put the lid on it, so to speak. And what better way than in, in Hell in the Cell? And we know these guys can go physically in the ring, but they're also great storytellers and incorporating that cell structure into that match and the story that these two guys can tell in there, especially with uh, some of the uh, other players involved that may get uh, involved. I think there's a possibility that this match, uh, I don't can steal one night of the show. And now you, now you've got a different problem. When do you put this match on? Do you put this on the Saturday night so it doesn't take away from what the main event will likely be on Sunday night? Uh, do you put the if you do put it on Saturday, does it take away from the main event on Sat on Saturday's thing? But that's a good problem to have when you have <laughs> when you have to decide which one of these matches are we going to put on last because they're so uh, intriguing. The what I love about this too is both guys are great, but both guys are very theatrical. And there's something theatrical about the cell. And so I think they're going to use that not just in a physical way, but I think they're going to tell some pretty cool visual stories. I love the spectacle of mania. And I think that this plays right into those hands. And so even though this is a rivalry, I feel like has been a little drug out and, and through these shows, I'm probably going to be like, I'm ready for this to be over. I I have a feeling at mania. I'm going to say, this is incredible. I love this, you know? So Jack, are you go? Are you going to Mania? I'm going to find a way into Mania. I have to figure out what I'm. <laughs> so you're not going to be on the. So you're not going to be on the podcast with us. What you're saying? I don't think so. We'll see. I might. I might at the end of the show try to like get in on my phone just because I'm. I'm going to be nuts about it. My voice is going to be gone. I'm like, guys, it's the coolest thing in the world. <laughs> well, that's why I said to Jimmy. I said I'll do the podcast both nights and I'll do Raw, but I and I did it last year, but I made the mistake of my voice was shot by night two of Mania, so I have to like, you know, uh, double down on the tea and honey. Yeah, yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so I talk about spectacle though with Mania, and our next big segment is the definition of spectacle and definition of big too. While we're at it, Omos and Brock Lesnar finally get face to face, and they start sizing each other up. See what I'm doing there with words? Sizing each other up. Uh, big if I if I could interject here for a yeah. second, it felt more like face to chest. It, I think it was face to chest. <laughs> I mean. Jimmy, to that point, Omos manhandled Brock Lesnar. And I know we've seen Bobby Lashley push around Brock Lesnar a little bit, but this is the first time I've seen someone believably just push Brock around like he was a little kid. Well, uh, yes. Uh, Yeah, and they did have that little hiccup going over the top, Brock going over the top rope, which uh, poses a different question for me. And, And now I'm, because... As we know, Omas is kind of like the rookie going into this match, and it and and it's going to be up to Brock to kind of guide the storytelling and and the, where this match is going to lead to. So it's going to be an interesting, uh, um, interesting for me from that standpoint. But yeah. also, like you said, my goodness, it just like he put that hand over his face and it just covered it completely. And you know, we talked. Uh, 
on, on, a, on a different podcast, myself and my good brother, Brian Hebner, about uh, Andre the Giant. And of every time a giant or a large man comes in, they're, they're automatically compared to Andre. I don't want them to do that with this, with Omos. Mm-hmm. Just let Omos be compared to Omos and what he can do. And hopefully keep it simple, stupid, as they say. You know what I mean? I, and I'm not calling Omos stupid. Don't, MVP, please don't. I would never call a man that no. stupid. <laughs> no, but if you keep it simple, the storytelling simple, they could tell a hell of a story, the monster versus the beast. And, you know, with Brock trying to get Omos up tonight, that told a story, you know, there's there's so many, so much there. It's just that they lost me a little bit with that little hiccup going over the top. It just made me go, oh, boy, I hope everything goes smoothly at Mania. And they, let's just say, walk through things prior. Yeah, Justin, to that point, we got a super chat, and it plays right into what we're talking about from uh, Matthew Tech saying, Brock questioning this Omos match after that botch. Uh, Justin, I have a feeling if there's any issues, Brock will make sure Omos (laughs) learns what to do. Well, Brock is definitely will definitely be vocal if he's got any 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 worries or any uh, tips or whatever. I think if anything, Brock and, and MVP and anybody else, you know, whoever may, might have produced that segment, they might just say to Omos, "Just slow down, take it easy, just just you know." I, I, what Jimmy's point, Jimmy, what Jimmy's saying is valid uh, to those of us who who are when we when we talk when we analyze X's and O's to get behind the curtain. It is it does make you worry. Okay, Omos is still very green. This is the biggest situation he's ever been in. As Jimmy said, let's hope this this is not going to be a long match. Let's hope that they really walk through this match, and that he feels comfortable, and they feel comfortable that they're not putting too much on him um, to, to do. But that said, I think you can actually look at you can look at just your general viewer. They might not have looked at it and even knew, oh, that's a botch. They might have just looked at, oh, it's just a struggle of trying to get Brock freaking Lesnar out of the ring. Mm-hmm. So I'm not gonna I'm not too worried over that. Uh, it, this is a keep it simple, stupid thing. It is a, okay. This week it was, you know. I mean, just manhandling and getting Brock out of the ring. Next one, it's probably Brock's going to get even more physical. He's going to try to get the F5. He's not even be able to lift Omos because that's the whole thing. we got to go into this with the attraction of can Brock do what Brock normally does and execute against Omos. Um, I'll say this. I know I know. to some people on the Internet this is not intriguing. This looks like a, a, you know, a dumpster fire that's waiting to happen. Brock got in that ring. He sold it with the facial expressions. The visual sold it of Brock at chest level to Moss and that Providence crowd w- w- with the holy S chance. Mm-hmm. Didn't mm-hmm. have to do anything, just the visual. Yeah. And that's what it's all about. Yeah. So Moss is going to have to do his part. And, and a lot of it's going to be Brock having to make it e- e- as easy as possible for Moss. But that's why they're doing this. And this is, you know, Brock's had a million matches with, with Roman Reigns. <clears throat> Brock's had, you know, he's had a lot of, re- you know, we, we've seen him against a, a lot of, established guys in repeat this is brock whether he wins or loses even if he wins this is brock giving back and helping build to the future um so I, i'm still here for it i'm still here to see it because i think if it if it if it, if it is executed properly it's it's going to do a lot of good things i agree this sold me big time on this match just the visual yeah like i said it's we, we always talk about what wrestlemania is for and how you want to appeal to a bigger group of fans i have friends that are big ufc guys know who brock is but doesn't follow pro wrestling and if i show them this clip they're going to be all in on wanting to see this match Mm. even if they know nothing about these guys because you're just like 
yeah, what the heck is Brock going to do with a guy that big? But I know what Brock's going to do. He's going to F5 him. I'm going to lose my mind when he does. (laughs) Which is what it's all about. Uh, You're you're muted, I think, there, uh, Justin. There we go. Sorry, I had had to cough. forgot to unmute. Uh, To that point, Jack, I think they announced it last week, Daniel Cormier, the uh, UFC fighter. I think he's hosting or he's like leading the WrestleMania coverage, uh, I think, for ESPN. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, and so there's naturally Daniel Cormier is going to have a focus at some point in his coverage of Brock Lesnar's match. That's just an obvious. And so now you're now you're plastering on ESPN. The, the, the visual that we as wrestling fans just saw tonight and we're given the holy crap chance. Now you're going to throw it out, like you said, Jack, to the masses, to just general people are going to go, oh, my God, that's Brock Lesnar. And he's being towered by that guy. Mm-hmm. Question though, when Brock finally does hit that F five on Omas, has anyone ever kicked out of an F five? Yeah, I, I I don't recall anybody, but uh, uh, Roman think. Roman's kicked out of a few. He has. Yeah, I think the F five is. I think the F five is at this point is like Taker's mm-hmm. tombstone. Okay, and we, and we know Kane has kicked out. Of, it, 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 it somebody's done it, but then it's just been done repeatedly to put them down. I don't. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I think uh, right. Okay, just just thinking, you know, that's that's one story they could tell him kicking out of the F five, which has only been done well if you're comparing someone to an Undertaker and a Kane, and even a Roman at this point who's the champion for. If you're comparing someone to Undertaker, Kane, and Roman, you're in good company. There you go. Uh, You know who I think is good company Hmm. is. Cody Rhodes and L.A. Knight. We get a match between these guys. Highly competitive. Cody Rhodes gets the win. My question to you, Jimmy, here. uh, We knew Cody was winning this match. And before we get into the promo afterwards, I want to ask you, did L.A. Knight prove himself for this one? Did it feel like he belonged in the ring with the guy that's possibly going to dethrone Roman Reigns? Uh, I think it did. It did, and Cody. It needed to be somebody with some name value. And right now, yes, L.A. Knight is not quite elevated to the level where he could, or maybe in some people's eyes should be. But at the same time, this is a name that people have been looking forward to moving forward. And I don't think he lost any momentum in this match, uh, and actually looked pretty good in this match. And if you're, you're you you go back and you think about the match we just saw, where it's like, wow, you know, that was a pretty mm-hmm. good match. And uh, uh, again, to your point, did he lose anything in this? I don't think so, because going into it, not many people thought that he was going to win this match, but there were a few times where you questioned it, at least for a few seconds. Yeah, and I think that LA Knight, too, is in a position where he's sort of in cruise control through mania until they restart everything. But Justin, I want to talk to you about this post-match promo. Uh, he had lines. I thought line of the night was I wear a tailored suit, not because I think I am somebody, but because I want to be somebody. And he officially called it April 2nd. He's going to be the champion. Of course, there's been a lot of great promos with Cody Rhodes building up to this, but this felt like the Cody Rhodes WrestleMania promo. How did you feel about this promo? No, I think he said it. That's it. You know, he's um, <clears throat> he's calling a shot. Um, he just has all. I mean, and the crowd's there with him. <clears throat> the entrance is there. 
you know, there, there, there's Cody Chance during his match. There's there for the reaction of his wins. I mean, he, he's got it. And, um, you know, obviously we will wait. We're, we're still not quite close enough to make our official mania predictions. But um, I know it's a, it would be a big deal to stop this, you know, this reign that Roman Reigns is, 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 is having. You know, but getting a baby face in this kind of position is not something that just falls off of trees. And I could argue that if they don't pull the trigger at Mania, you might miss the window. And mm-hmm. I mean, he every week, Cody Rhodes, if, if there, who knows, if there is any debate going on in the creative room, if it's still in pencil, who's winning? If there's any debate every week, Cody continues to campaign with his promos and the reaction he's getting of why you might just need to say you got to pull the trigger now. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I I would be shocked if he doesn't get the win just for funsies, Justin. Uh, what would you say the odds are he gets to if you were if if uh, WWE had their way and now we're we're gambling on matches? What do you say the odds are for Cody today if you put money in? You get one to one odds, two to one odds. <clears throat> yeah, I mean it's. I, I I operate more on like percentages. I mean, I, yeah, I'll say yeah. it's. I mean, I'm, I'm gonna say it's probably a 75 percent yes that he's 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 taking it yeah i i i agree with you anything could happen but i would be very shocked if roman reigns walks away with it Mm -hmm. uh we talked i i had mentioned that i feel like uh, la Knight is sort of in cruise control until mania and then after mania he'll probably move on to whatever the next step is in his career uh same thing for these next two guys. Elias versus Bronson Reed. Reed gets the dominant win. Uh, Justin, I want to ask you this one. Elias and Boogs, would you rather see them become a tag team or have a feud? Uh, I'd, I'd actually rather see them as a tag team. I think you have two inter- interesting personalities. Um, Elias, for whatever reason, they just have not. I mean, he had a great singles run. He kind of. He had a great singles run with the Elias gimmick and the walk with Elias and the guitar being interrupted. And he had some, I mean, he's had a lot of big segments on big stages with big names, Cena, Taker, uh, Jeff Jarrett, Kurt Angle. I mean, but they never really just followed through for whatever reason. Uh, And then Boogs, he's interesting in himself, but I'd rather put them as a tag team because I think they're going to have a better chance of getting higher up on the card as WWE continues to try to, you know, enrich and add the depth of this tag division, they'd have a better shot there with their looks and their personalities. And I mean, look, they're both in f- great physical shape. They both stand out. They both have, you know, Boogs played some guitar. I mean, there's a lot of, there's a lot of synergy there to play with. I think they would get a lot more out of being a tag team and then seeing what that could blossom into um, versus trying to like give me this feud of, you know, one's taking notes of the other one, but he's losing. Like, I think it's a feud that it doesn't even make a mania card. You know what I mean? It, 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 it would be on a pre-show if there was such a, uh, if there was pre-show matches this year. So I, I would go tag team route. Absolutely. Uh, Jimmy Bronson Reed continues to roll on, continues to be undefeated. Uh, by the way, I was thinking about it, We had a lot of undefeated people on raw. Cody's undefeated. Solo Sokoa is undefeated. We got a lot of folks who just aren't taking pins lately. Um, something's got to give eventually, but uh, if, if you had the pencil, as they say, who would be Bronson Reed's first real feud? Who would you want? You do have the pencil. Who would be his first rivalry? Who do you, who would you like to see him have a, a program with? 
That's that's an interesting question. Uh, uh, you know, like right now, like you said, he is being built up, and it looks like once the new season of of I guess Raw, he's a Raw superstar, mm-hmm. or post WrestleMania is when the new season begins. Looking, you know, trying to think of someone who would be good for a a nice rivalry, one that would be interesting and with some gravitas, as opposed to what's going on now. Yes, Elias uh, is a decent win for 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 um for for Bronson but yeah. at the same time you know another match where you didn't see uh Elias winning this one you know, right this was this was more like a a, a glorified uh enhancement match man that's a good question huh mm-hmm. I'm if, trying to think now and, if Bronson uh, he gets he always gets the oohs and ahs when he hits that tsunami splash mm-hmm. but otherwise it's still quiet if there was yep. more, if there was more time leading up to Mania, and if mm-hmm. there's a little bit more glimmer of hope of people catching on to him, mm-hmm. maybe you say, "Oh, Lashley needs an opponent." It's why it can't go for whatever reason. Right? Maybe you go that route, but mm-hmm. I think it's too quick to try to turn that around. Mm-hmm. Um, but maybe to your question, Jack, maybe the reset of who's Lashley's first storyline and opponent post Mania, maybe you have time to set something up there. Yeah, and and somebody I saw somebody posted uh, Sheamus on here. That is depending on if you want to keep Bronson Reed as a babyface or a heel. Why not? You 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 can even match him up with Drew post Mania. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think with the only thing he needs now is he needs. I think he needs to get on the mic a little bit more. We need to hear a little more mm-hmm. who he is. We all know he's dominant. I think we're getting the idea of what he does in the ring, but I think we're all ready to see him or hear him. Hear what he has to right. say. Vignettes. Give me yes. some. Yes. Give me some vignettes. Like mm-hmm. what is he? Is he cool? Is he funny? Like he, who, who is look, he? Look, uh, he could still be a heel, but lean into the fact this guy is a student of the game. This guy is a sit down and on a VHS tape and studying big man, studying Bam Bam Bigelow, studying um, uh, you know the, the Vader, Vader uh, yeah. the, the agile. Like let let you know, give me some vignettes of this guy since he's a kid just wants to be a the next agile big man killer. Uh, mm-hmm. you know, so you can still keep an edge to it, but I think that makes them more dangerous. And especially we've seen again since creative changes in the last year, they lean, they, 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 they acknowledge history again. Mm-hmm. They acknowledge dates and history for a while. That stuff was, we only, we only talk about the present. So I think that could be a great way to utilize what, what are, you know, new policies and lifted bands lean into that because he's one of the perfect guys to do it with. I'm seeing Solo Sokoa. We I'm seeing uh, uh, as well. Lashley's beyond Reed. Well, you got to raise up Reed eventually. That's kind of the point. Well, yeah. At, at this very moment, Lashley's beyond Reed. That's what I'm saying. You can't. You can't do it for Mania. But if you start doing some yeah. stuff to tell more Bronson story, that could be a compelling uh, opponent for him. Uh, mm-hmm. So as we move on, the Street Profits are giving Austin Theory a hard time about what happened with Cena. But Theory asks which one of them is the toughest. And Theory says it's not Tez, who is a big bag of jokes. And when it comes to the smoke, all Tez does is choke. That rhymes. What a fun little thing there. Uh, So Dawkins says he'll cook him tonight. Uh, We get a competitive one, but Theory gets the win. Puts Dawkins in the STFU. Yeah, I still add the U when I talk about John Cena's move. Post-match until Tez runs out to break it up. Uh, Jimmy, this feels like a very simple... Let's give Austin Theory some guys to work with while we kill time until Mania. Absolutely. And it also maybe, like I like to say here sometimes, maybe plants a seed 
for the eventual breakup of the street profits. I know people are out there going, well, they need tag teams. They need more tag teams. Yes, that's not, that's, that, that's true. But at the same time, here's a team that showed Montez Ford can be a, a big singles competitor. And now Dawkins is proving that he can go as a singles guy as well. Now in, despite the fact, you know, as we say all the time, getting over without going over, I don't know if Dawkins so much as got over, but he proved that he can go in a singles mm-hmm. match. So maybe this is a seed planted where he gets a little bit uh, um, discouraged with his partner, getting more attention than him or mm-hmm. something or whatever the story plays down the line. But maybe this is a first little seed planted or maybe it, second. <laughs> you know, Justin, the we've been talking about the eventual doom or split up of the street profits for a long time. I think it's because, Montez is such a star. And again, Dawkins always proves himself. It seems like every time he gets the chance and he's been getting fit lately, but is it possible that with groups like the new day that have been a team, but then also done singles things, but remained a team, is it possible that the street profits just never break up? Even if they do get singles glory. Yeah. And I floated the idea that, that to, to your point about the new day, that maybe you might say, look, Montez Ford and Angela Dawkins, both, as single stars have a lot of charisma and a lot of support and they work really well as baby faces in the ring. Let's just put them on two different shows. <clears throat> and they remained aligned. Obviously, you know, they run into each other in the rumble. They'll help each other out in the rumble. This and that, but, but they go their separate. It doesn't have to be that the Sean and, and Marty thing. Um, so, yeah. And, and I think, <clears throat> look, obviously theory can't lose a match between now and me. Obviously he has to keep winning. Same, you know, same with Cody you have to keep winning. I think it would be, it, it sets it up for next week. Theory has a match against Montez next week. You know, I mean, look, Montez and Dawkins are over with the crowd. If Cena was hanging out, Cena would probably regularly be seen on TV with the Street Profits. It feels like that would be like a, a kumbaya kind of fun on-screen relationship. So I think mm-hmm. have Theory versus Montez next week. He beats Montez. And if you wanted to use it, as Jimmy's saying with a seat, if you wanted to use it, you could then eventually have Dawkins and Ford. You know, Dawkins going, oh, nice job there. And Ford going, hey, you didn't beat him either. And one of them going, well, I lasted five minutes long. You know, you could <laughs> make it a bit of a competitive thing if you wanted to go that route. But I think any which way, uh, put Ford next week against it, Theory. It just makes makes sense. Which, by the way, friends would do to each other if that was the case. <laughs> you would try <laughs> to find one way of how one was better than the other. Uh, but, uh, Justin, follow-up question. Will the Street Profits have a match on WrestleMania? That's a great that's a great question because <clears throat> right now I can't I can't see what that would be. And because that's not, it's I think we all pretty much kind of know the Usos as champs, what the Usos are probably gonna do, what we think mm-hmm. we think we know. And it seems like even though you have two nights, they are approaching this mania, and I agree with this. We're not putting everybody on the card that's under contract. We're not gonna have a battle royal just for the sake of having a battle royal. We're going to make this the best of the best of the best matches and stories we have to tell. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say no. That's yeah. not to say we don't see them have a backstage or have something. I'm going to say no to a match. And Maybe that's the cause of the eventual breakup down the road where maybe Dawkins blames Ford. You know what? We didn't get a WrestleMania match this year because you were too busy being whatever and they could yeah. start pointing fingers at each other, whatever uh, after the fact, let's put it that yeah. way. It's I agree with everything 
it's crazy to me that we're not going to, we may not have the street profits at WrestleMania, but I agree with everything. But I think that just shows how stacked a lot of what's been going on in WWE has been. Uh, speaking of all the stuff that's been stacked in WWE, one of the guys that's been stacking it is a fellow that goes by the name of Paul Heyman. And he says that we've got problems with KO and Cody can decide if he's a challenger or a problem. Jimmy, we got a super chat sitting here from Matthew Tech saying, there's been a lot of talk or references to Roman Reigns almost getting to a thousand days. Mm-hmm. I, I'm wondering if reaching that milestone is being debated creatively. Uh, from what you've seen, are things like milestones something that creative will care about enough to change plans at WrestleMania and things for? Or is that something that fans <clears throat> think of more than, than the people backstage? Uh, I'm sure it's been talked about. Let's put it that way. Is there a possibility of this happening? But at the same time, once you have a plan set in in wrestling, nothing set in stone. Mm -hmm. Let's say it's 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 set in, and and even ink can be erased nowadays. But uh, it's never official until it gets on TV. (laughs) Exactly until it happens. It actually happens. But uh, I'm sure all the options have been weighed, and I know that people are. And I get what what Matthew's trying to say, but at the same time, uh, I think you, at the risk of losing an opportunity, you can't a, a different opportunity which could elevate, like 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 Justin said earlier, uh, Cody winning the title, let's say from Roman Reigns. If he doesn't do it at Mania after what we're getting from this great story then it kind of loses a little bit of its gravitas if they have a rematch post WrestleMania and stuff like that. And he wins it there. It won't, it won't feel the same. Right. Right. Uh, Justin, anything to take away from this Paul Heyman promo? It was a good one. I don't know if we really added a whole lot, but any thoughts? It was just to promote that Roman Reigns is on Raw next week. And I, that'll probably be the segment where we, I would think that'd be the segment where we get the first bit of physicality between them. But Jimmy, I'll ask you, do you want to do you want physicality or do you want the old school? They don't touch until mania. I'd rather if they do touch, it would be on the go home show, okay. you mm-hmm. know, or, or something. But at the same time, I like the idea of them having as little physicality physicality as possible leading into the match. Yeah, and this feels like one of those scenarios where Adam Pierce would send all hands on deck to keep them separated to make sure the the, mm-hmm. the money stays on WrestleMania. Right. Um, so we move forward and we get the announcement that Ric Flair is going to be on next week to introduce the next Hall of Fame inductee. Justin, when I first saw this, I was thinking, well, it's got to be Batista. Their history with evolution. Batista has been waiting for the chance. It's it's Hollywood. But now after the news today, doesn't Ric Flair have some history with Stacey Keebler, too? I mean, it could be <laughs> that could be the announcement. <laughs> I don't know all the women that Rick has a history with. I don't know. <laughs> um, yeah, you know, like he's going to be, it's going to be on the bump this Wednesday. Um, knocked out of the park. He does have history yeah. with Batista. I feel like Batista would have, nothing against Ray, but he would have been announced before Ray, but maybe they announced Ray when they did because of what we're going to see later. I don't know. I, 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 I've seen other things and maybe it's Lex Luger of, of trying to draw lines of compare of, um, of, you know, connection to Rick. I don't know. I, I don't, I don't think Batista, I, I really think that they would have, um, even if they needed Ray to be announced this past Friday, which he was, 
to then line up to this tonight's booking and then the, the subsequent weeks to follow, they could have just have advertised Batista the week prior. They could announce them the week prior. Like, so I, I'm going to go with no, not Batista. I don't think it's in the right tone to have Rick announcing any any woman other than his daughter, and she's not mm-hmm. going right now. So I'm going to go with somebody like Alex or I'm trying to think of who else that he has a, a direct connection with. It's you know. It's not going to be Arn Anderson for while well, Arn's uh, involved with AEW. And, is is and, question to you guys? Sorry to interrupt you there, Justin. Uh, no, no. no, a question is: Is Barry Wyndham? I don't the, know the Hall of Fame, WWE Hall of Fame. I'm not sure. I feel like the I'm, Black Jacks are, but I don't know if that that wouldn't if have that's been Lonza and yeah, his dad. I think I think that and I think it is. So yeah, I'm just yeah. because there is another, you know. Like you said, trying to make the connection with Flair and why Flair would, you know. Lex is the only one that I can really think of that's not in that. They, that I mean, I know that there was. I'm going to say Lex, and I know that for a long time, like, I'm, I'm never. That's not important. I'm going to go Lex. That's my guess. Lex. Lex is a really good guess because uh, you're right. It feels. And, and by the way, yeah, I was the chat corrected me and Justin did as well. It's the bump on Wednesday, not next week's show. Um, hmm. But yeah, I feel like maybe Batista is kind of a big name to announce on the bump with all due respect to the mm. bump, you know, but I feel like that's a, that's a Monday night raw or SmackDown. announcement. Yeah. yeah if you uh, want to announce, Batista, if you want Rick to announce Batista, Rick Flair is on raw next week. He's going to announce the next, you know, the mm. two time hall of fame or Rick Flair. It's going to announce the next person going to hall of fame that, that you that, that's the Batista announcement. you do. Right. Yeah, so yeah, I mean, Lex Luger's a good one. Should go in as well. A lot of people guessing the great Muda as well as someone that could uh, be be mentioned um, or that uh, Ric Flair could induct as well. Uh, I guess because he, he has a bit of a history with him and, and could uh, educate those who are not familiar with him on, on the great Muda. So. Yeah, and he deserves to go in as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'd like to see that. So from one Hall of Famer to another, Rey Mysterio comes out and he's thanking us. And uh, Dom comes out and says that Rey earned the honor at his expense. He complains about Dom complains he only got a standard BMW for his 16th birthday because his dad is a deadbeat. Uh, Dom challenges Rey to a match at Mania, but Rey says nah, and he walks away. And we get no match. Justin, we're getting this match, right? Yeah, I mean, in- inevitably, they've known this. This might have been an ink before anything else. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> they knew that they were going to have this. Uh, I think what's so intriguing, and, and, we, and we mentioned earlier, Kane and Undertaker, and, and, and Kane's freshly on my mind because of, of the of the A and E documentary biography uh, yesterday. It, it took forever. It took like a six month build for Undertaker to finally say yes, I'll fight my brother, and, and we'll do it at WrestleMania. And it took. Kane and Paul Bear to dig up the Undertaker's parents and set the one coffin on fire. You know, just crazy stuff, right? What is it going to take? What is Dom going to have to do or say to get Ray to snap and say, "I'm going to fight you"? That's what's so intriguing is that, that that this has been going on now, relatively speaking, for so long in WWE world and WWE timeline, and Dom has attacked his father. He's done. I mean, he, he's domestic disturbance at the holiday. He's done all these things. What is he going to have to do or say to get Ray to snap? That's what's so intriguing to me at this point. And then the crowd is there. I mean, I mean, there is no piping in sound here. 
Dom um, comes out. It is you suck chance. And I mean, the, the heat is there. So yeah. uh, I'm here for it, but I am really intrigued in the next uh, 19 days as to what Dom does that gets his father to break. At Jimmy, a lot of people in the chat are saying interrupt the Hall of Fame induction ceremony. I think a lot mm. of people are thinking that. I'm double. I, I see you shaking your head no, and I think that'll mm. lead to an answer to one of these questions, maybe both. But one, if if the thing that breaks him is the Hall of Fame speech, isn't that a bit too close to WrestleMania to make that a Mania match if it's the night before? And two, what are your thoughts of them using the Hall of Fame as a storytelling <clears throat> device? That if anybody watched my ref and rant today, cheap plug, um, that is one thing I am really concerned about. Is Ray deserving? He's deserving. He's earned this honor. Yes, it's very rare when an active member of the roster is put into the WWE Hall of Fame. I just don't like them, if it's going in this direction, them using the Hall of Fame to further this angle. I want the Hall of Fame to be a completely separate entity, so to speak. Yes, it's part of the WWE umbrella and that sort of thing. But I don't want them to use the Hall of Fame to further storylines. Just mm -hmm. let people get the honor and respect they deserve at, at the Hall of Fame. And I know people are out there going, yeah, but what great would it be if Dom interrupted this, his uh, acceptance ceremony speech and whatever? And I'm like, Oh, come on, man. No, no. Keep that completely separate. You know, maybe you well, can do something after the Hall of Fame and you can show the video uh, the next day during Mania. And this is what led to the match. This is what led to Ray saying yes. I don't know. I First off, uh, Jimmy, I'm with you on the protection of the Hall of Fame. The, you know, the WWE Hall of Fame already comes under enough fire of, well, what's the criteria? What gets you in? You know, what? So I, I think they I don't think that they would I agree. I don't think they're gonna like stage an angle where like Dom hits Ray with a chair from behind in the middle of his speech. I don't think they're gonna do that. I do think, first off, the match has to be made prior to that. You need to give people if you're trying to sell tickets, if you're trying to sell uh you know, subscriptions and everything, the match needs to be made more than twenty four hours before the first night of Mania. It need, it needs to be made at least by the go home show six days prior. Uh, but I agree. If you're inducting Ray in the Hall of Fame, don't laugh at his career by you're putting him in now. Just to, you don't need to. This this angle doesn't need it. We just said the heat's there. It doesn't need it. So if you're putting Ray in the Hall of Fame, let him actually be honored like all of his other peers have been. I will say this. I do agree. You do stick to you do kayfabe it to the point of, yes, Ray's wife and his daughter and all should rightfully be there to see Ray get inducted and honored. I agree don't have Dom sitting with them. And I'd even be fine with if they do show Dom, even if Ray shouts out his family and thanks and makes a mention of Dom, he doesn't need to cut a whole Sunday, Sunday, Sunday brother promo. He can just say into my son who I love you, but you asked for this and you're going to get this and we're going to have a WrestleMania moment together. Uh, well, you know, something to that effect. And yeah, the camera could show Dom sitting somewhere completely different in the, in, in the audience with the other locker room sitting next to Rhea and completely not clapping no selling mean mugging I think that's fine stay in the kayfabe of that but I agree don't turn this into uh don't turn don't turn this into a promo that could have been done on Smackdown or Raw mm -hmm. yeah I think once you once you cross that line then it makes everything in the Hall of Fame feel phony because it is one of the few places that it feels like you get a lot of real from the wrestlers and 
once you break that trust, you're never getting it again. And I yes. think that once you do that mm -hmm. for the rest of time, we'll think that it's all yes. just to your point. We know, yeah. I know there's some questionable, you know, we, we question who goes in why, but once it becomes a storytelling device, you might as well just put it as a segment on raw mm -hmm. at that point. Um, we got a Kathy, Kathy Kelly had a rough night tonight, guys. I want to pour one out for Kathy Kelly. She, she tried her darndest, but there was just so not her fault. Just wrestlers coming and going, interrupting her, getting crabby. Uh, one of these situations was earlier in the night. She's trying to talk to Miz, but Trish Stratus gets attacked by damage control. And then later in the night, Trish leaves the doctor's room saying if they wanted to divide and conquer, they should have finished the job. Jimmy, what I like about this is it allows the physicality without the legends having to get into the ring. Yeah, absolutely. And not only that, it also painted Trish in a tough light because sometimes, you know, uh, unfortunately, she doesn't get seen as someone who could sustain a, a lot of beating. This made her look a lot tougher. And it, it just now I'm just curious to see where this leads to with them in damage control. I want to see how far they go with this. Like leading to WrestleMania, does does Trish have a role with this year's WrestleMania? We already have some legends there like Lita and some Hall of Famers. But, you know, will she be a part of WrestleMania as well? Is it Maybe we get uh, the, the the rematch with Damage Control and Bailey gets to have her match with a Hall of Famer? We'll, we'll have and, to see. Yeah. And then the, the women are well represented throughout the entire weekend. Um, yeah, I, we'll have to see Justin, what were your thoughts on these, these pairs of segments here? It, uh, do you think that it was just a simple, keep this warm in between, uh, in between weeks, or do you think there's more to read into here is the chat seems to be thinking maybe Trish, uh, turns to the dark side. I, I think it was a keep warm. I don't see if Trish turns heel, then I mean, not to, the, not to say that she, couldn't or that she you know, wouldn't be good for business she's then got to stick around and she's got to follow it up and we got to get a payoff I, I don't know um i think I, don't know, I just think we're looking at a six man or six woman tag right mm -hmm. at mania i don't think it's too complicated the uh so speaking of trish because people are there they're also saying trish joins damage control i'll say this, i would hate uh, it if uh, she i would hate it if she joins damage control because I consider it a, it's fake, or it's, what's the word I'm looking for? I, you have broken my trade. You can't beat someone up and then join their team. Like once it gets mm -hmm. physical, you can lie and you can cheat and do this kind of stuff. But once someone actually attacks someone else, they, they're enemies. You know, like mm -hmm. a lot of people I've seen on Twitter are saying, uh, and not to jump ahead to bloodline stuff, but like, Maybe Jay just did this to get back in the good graces of the bloodline and then we'll later join Sammy. No, he kicked him in the face. You don't, if you kick someone in the face, they're your enemy. You don't get to say, mm. I was pretending. Uh, yeah, once they're physical. So I would be very frustrated if that was all just a, a ruse. Um, we, got a, we got another, uh, just a real quick thoughts on this uh, uh, Hollywood commercial john cena and rhea ripley doing a stranger things tease justin what i liked about this is i don't think in any other world would you see john cena and uh rhea ripley interacting in any way and even though they weren't you know they weren't actually in the room together it's kind of cool to see them in a commercial together 
I felt like it was kind of like a vignette pushing Rhea Ripley. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I know it's a parody, but it kind of felt like this just was like a, oh, we have the gimmick is we're parodying Hollywood and we get to just blatantly parody this. But it, but it fits with Rhea. Like it, it made Rhea just more menacing and more Rhea as I think that she's on the path to uh, win this this championship from Charlotte. So I, I that, that's kind of my takeaway from it. Yeah. yeah, I think that Rhea Ripley is going to be such a big star here. But uh, Jimmy, and, any and, thoughts on this one? No, just guilty by association. You know, mm-hmm. put, putting her on the screen with yeah. pairing her up with John Cena for this uh, just speaks volumes. And I uh, mm-hmm. think you guys uh, and Justin you, and Jack, you guys hit the nail on the head. I think this is a sign of things to come. Um, we got a an, uh, another Kathy Kelly segment gone bad. She's trying to talk to Seth Rollins about Logan Paul, but Miz shows up and he says Paul is going to be live next week. And Corbin comes in and he's just trying to get whatever he can get his hands on uh, to be on the show. It leads to a match between him and Rollins. And Miz, uh, Rollins beats, him bo- beats up Corbin, even though the Miz tries to get involved. Uh, Jimmy, this was... This most of this episode was I felt like let's just keep things hot without actually giving away too much, and I feel like this did this in an entertaining way. What say you? No, absolutely. Uh, you know the, the Corbin having his issues, uh, uh, this bit of a losing streak that he's on, and he can't get back on track, and he's trying to find a way to get back on track is is entertaining. Miz is always entertaining, and uh, you know Seth Rollins has now become. Uh, de facto babyface because it, it almost feels like uh, the fans turned him. Mm-hmm. You know, they just wanted to cheer him, and 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 they are, and they've, and you know, they've in a, in a small little way, I think they've caught a little bit of lightning in a bottle here with yeah. Seth. You know, and and with this whole situation, and and the the Baron Corbin stuff is fun and entertaining. Let's put it that way. Uh, Justin, this uh, Rollins stuff. Uh, him becoming a fan favorite here. I've always liked this version of Seth Rollins, but what I like about him is that he's, uh, he's a good guy, but he hasn't really changed. He's ex- kind of acts exactly the same way. It's just people like him. Yeah. That's what, I think that's the perfect way to turn. You're, you're being authentic to the character. Yeah, no, that's true. Uh, look, this is uh, this match, the build to it. I don't like, uh, you know, it doesn't have you on the edge of my seat, mm-hmm. but I'm, I'm intrigued by default in the match because I know what Seth Rollins can do in the ring. Uh, we've seen what Logan Paul and his limited uh, matches can do. And it's, it's, it's so damn impressive. And he all, you know, he doesn't work the house show in Poughkeepsie. <laughs> all the shows he works, the big stadium shows in front of 60,000 people mm-hmm. and he doesn't get shook and he goes yeah. out there and, and, and he kills it. Um, yeah. I know some people make an argument that there's, Guys or girls that are sitting in catering, they don't have a spot on Mania. That all, but it's business. It's show business here, and uh, and he draws. A, he, you know, he, this guy's got twenty five million Instagram followers. I mean, like you know, um, I, I'm in, I, I'm really intrigued to see this match because I know that they are going to have at least one or two moments that are going to be viral. Oh my god, did you see that? Yeah, and like he said, like Logan Paul said, don't be mad at me because I'm good at this, but. Uh, <laughs> But yeah, I, I know there are people who are probably frustrated, like you said, about being stuck without a shot where he is getting that spot. But I always say, look, if Tom Cruise said, I want to take Jack's spot on the Wrestling Inc. podcast, I'd be like, yeah, that makes sense. 
<laughs> I, get, I, I get it. <laughs> I, would, I, would, I would replace me with him too if I could. Uh, so mm-hmm. if you have some of that kind of following and fame and they're good at what they do, what's she going to do? Mm-hmm. Um, we get we get another Kathy Kelly moment. Uh, I, she was actually really even talking to Chad Gable, but Chad Gable kept coming by looking for his boy Otis and can't seem to find him until Ali gives him some hashtag positivity he turns the corner and he sees Otis getting photos. Uh, this was, was but Masse is sneaky, sneakily becoming a favorite of mine when he said, you broke the camera with your ick. <laughs> <laughs> and Mansois saying, we're not cosmetically cleared. <laughs> uh, Justin, um, I don't, I feel like I don't even care how this plays out in wrestling. I just want to see these guys hanging out backstage, even if they never wrestle. And that look, that that's that's part of the, the idea here. This is where the soap opera part of the genre comes in. This is a good example of <clears throat> we can either do this and build some characters, have some funny laughs, get some screen time to eventually have enough conflict going on to where we put something in the ring that has a little bit of interest to the fans or we all chase in a conga line out of 24 seven title. Mm-hmm. That's the way I look at this. And, and, and so for that, I'll take this over the other every time, because at least we're getting some entertainment versus mm-hmm. the 24 seven conga line. Yeah, uh, Jimmy, any takeaways from this? These guys, they crack me up. This is such a fun pairing, all these guys. I guess, is Otis going to leave his boy Chad to be a... uh, I'm already calling him Otis. Is Otis going (laughs) to leave uh, Alpha Academy? Are we breaking up Alpha Academy? Will Otis become a model? What's what's going on And if he does, I'd be cool with it because, like you guys said, it is entertaining. And that's exactly what this is. It's a variety show. You get a little bit of everything. You get some serious wrestling. You get some characters. You get some characters that are serious, some characters that are scary, some characters that are giants and beasts, and you get some comedy as well. And when the comedy is done right, (laughs) look, I'm I'm loving this so far. So hopefully this continues and – we see where it leads. Hey, stay tuned. Yeah, I'm I'm absolutely loving this. Uh, we also had uh, Bianca Belair take on Chelsea Green. Shenanigans on the outside as expected, but the champ fights through and wins again. Post-match attack, but Asuka makes the save again. This time, Asuka has some fun with the title before drooling all over it, and Bianca seems a little more frustrated by the antics. Uh, Justin, this... This is another rivalry. I, I'd like your thought. I just I'd like your thoughts on it. I feel like I like all the pieces, but I feel like they're taking their time getting where we want to go. Well, I, I agree, and I but I think that's kind of the the corner that they might maybe some don't see it as a corner. But when you have a situation where you're doing baby versus baby and Bianca and Oscar, there's only so much you can do because one, you know, one can't you know stab the other one in the back you kind of you have to kind of keep them on an even playing field to still keep them both uh likable and 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 fighting competitors uh which is the risk of what you run into when you have the situation so it is what it is i i kind of i kind of graded on a curve keeping that in mind Uh, i think the match will be you know i'm sure the match will deliver 
But I will say that because it is baby versus baby with those parameters, it kind of immediately locked it in that it's the number two women's match to me. It immediately, you know, mm-hmm. Rhea, Rhea versus Charlotte, um, it, you know, it, it, just going into things is the number one women's match. Now, ask me after both nights of Mania, which match is better. I'll give Oscar and Bianca a chance here to try to outshine. Um, but I, I just that that that's the risk you run when you do a baby first a baby face versus a baby face uh build for a title match at Mania. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh Jimmy, any thoughts on this one? Um are is are you hotter or colder for this match than you were last week after this week? Uh I I hate to sound like I'm middling, but I'm still on the I'm still the same. Mm-hmm. They didn't entice me any more but I'm not less interested in this match, which I guess in a way is, is a good thing, yeah. but it, it, it's just, again, like Justin said, when you have two baby faces or people two two talents that are baby faces and you haven't established who is the more aggressive of the two. Yes. Oscar comes out and she did her little thing and uh, she took the belt this time, danced with it a little, did her little gyration. It teased misting because it started to come out the blue stuff, but it, mm-hmm. you know, and got on the got on the title belt. And uh, again, this is another wait and see. Maybe we'll see at Mania where this actually leads to whether someone actually breaks the barrier and becomes a, a darn heel in this one. Yeah, we'll have to see. I think that Oscar seems to be almost pushing that way, but. Uh, this is where this time of year it's super exciting and we all love it. Mm-hmm. There are a lot of sneaky dragging things out for a few weeks to get to mania though, uh, mm-hmm. for a lot of these things. And it's the nature of the beast, but yep. I think it's an exciting time of the year. We let it slide. Uh, but we get to the end of the show earlier in the night. Kathy Kelly's mm-hmm. talking to Kevin Owens and he says he asked for help, but he never got it. Now everyone's asking for his help is the difference between what's been happening before, which I thought was a very cool line to use. Uh, But he says he does not want Cody's help. He says, Cody, stay in the back. Do not help me. And Cody gave him exactly what he asked for. Didn't help at all because it was a street fight. They went through tables. They went through chairs. The Usos eventually just knock out Kevin Owens, drag him back to the ring, and Solo gets the win. Justin, this is... uh, this is fun. I like this because the good, the bad guys are all aligned. The good guys are in disarray and that's every good superhero team movie. This is exactly what you need when you're this many days and weeks out from mania. Uh, KO doesn't want Cody's help. He doesn't want Sammy's help. He didn't get it. And the numbers game killed him tonight. Uh, this, you know, we're, so we're setting up for, Again, what we all think is, is eventually coming, which would be the Sammy KO uh, versus uh, Usos match, which which I still will claim. I think it's got enough weight in the story that it could main event night one of Mania. Given the mm-hmm. story and given that the Usos have the title reign streak they have, I, I think it's there. Yeah, uh, and I and I lo- and I and I and I'm 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 banking on Rhea winning the world title, uh, the, the, for, and, and that's a big moment. But I think you could start a show on that. You know, starting the show is as big as ending it anymore. Mania, so mm-hmm. I think that could go there. But I think you could really end with with the Usos and, and, and a KO Sammy. But the way they're getting there, yeah, they are really slow playing this, and uh, it's it's this is this is what it's all about: telling stories. This is what it's all mm-hmm. about. 
Jimmy, I think that moment when Jay hugged Sammy and I totally popped and it was a short lived time, but you got to think that eventually that Kevin Owens, Sammy Zayn hug is going to happen and it's going to feel just as good, right? Yeah. It's going to be a little different. And those out there who said when uh, Jay hugged Sammy, Oh, I saw the turn coming. Yeah. Right. Anyway, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I know yeah. everybody, everybody right. knew his ass. But when that eventual Kevin Owens, Sammy, reunion hug happens and it could couldn't very well not happen until they defeat the usos for the titles and they're holding them up they look at each other and there's the embrace you know what i mean going into the match they're still kind of you know side eyeing each other can i trust you will you be there for me i know we were friends but then once they you know they complete the reunion it'll be one of those moments. And and like, like Justin said, you can make a case for this main event, the night one of WrestleMania and to the point of Rhea defeating Charlotte to open up WrestleMania on night one. It's, it's weird to say this. And I know people are going to say, well, what's the big deal, but having a heel champion close out a night of WrestleMania, it's a little different than having babyface team like that go over. You know, so mm-hmm. if you were to put that on first and have people go, ooh, what did I just see? If we saw this now, what's coming next? The two most important parts of the night, mm-hmm. the how you start and how yep. you end. Yep. Yep. I think also ending night one with this tag team match, it, you can end the show with what does this mean for the bloodline going into tomorrow? Uh, and then you you know you have to wonder what does that mean for Roman Reigns how he's how is he going to be when he shows up and all that. Um, if I was putting money down today, I would say uh, we get Hell in a Cell first night match one, and the tag team championships to main event night one, and then the uh, Rhea Ripley Charlotte Flair to open night two, and uh, Cody Rhodes versus. Roman Reigns after that and Logan Paul closing out the show. I'm just joking. Um, but no, uh, but in any case, uh, yeah, this was a, I, I thought this was a, and everyone in the chat, let me know your thoughts uh, out of 10 for this episode. I'm going to give it, I feel like I've been given a lot of sevens. I feel like this is a very predictable episode yet. Very entertaining. It did everything it needed to do. It didn't necessarily rock the boat a lot, but everything felt very entertaining to me. Uh, Justin, what were your final thoughts and where can the world find you online? I gave it a 7.5. I've said this for years. When you're building a mania, this type of show, they know where they want to be on the go home show. They know where they want to be five, six days out. These type of shows are tricky because you might already be as far as you want to be. And you got to kind of like stall for lack of a better term, or we got to pick it up. We got to get the story there. You know, <laughs> these shows at this point out can be tricky. Um, Overall, though, I, I think it's, it's it's entertaining. And oh, by the way, and all the panic. Last week, Vince was in Boston. We think to see Cena. Haven't heard any mention of him tonight in Providence. Creative still seems like it's moving in the same direction as it has been the previous weeks. So let's all just relax on all the fear-mongering on social media for those who want to push a narrative. Just chill. If you want to chat about it, just chat about the mustache. Chat about the mustache. Yes. At Justin Labar. Uh, I'll be back Wednesday night for 
post dynamite and uh maybe friday morning on busted open uh series xm channel 156 and jimmy corderas where can the world find you all the stuff you're working on and what did you rate this episode uh, i'm with you guys i'm between a seven and seven point five uh, uh i thought it was a good episode leading up to wrestlemania we're a couple of weeks out and this is where they need to be they don't want to you know hit that stride too early if you know what I mean, you want to go into it full full steam ahead. And uh, as far as where you can find me, you can find me on here Monday nights with Triple J talking raw. You can find me here on Wednesday nights talking AEW Dynamite with uh, Justin and Issa. And also you can catch me on the Reffing It Up podcast with my good brother in stripes, uh, Brian Hepner. And this week we have our other good brother in stripes, Mike Kyoto will be joining nice. us and it's going to be an all referee edition, all stripes oh, nice. edition of, of, oh, of legendary stripes and and thank you and uh and of course you can catch me daily on my reference and on my social media platforms from monday to friday and real quick matthew tech with a super chat here at the bell uh any predictions on major wrestlemania returns for this year i i feel like i don't i don't think any big ones are going to come back this year do you guys think we're going to get a surprise at mania uh hmm. i could see stone cold and I know that's a surprise considering he came out of retirement had a match last year, but I could see Stone Cold popping up and having uh, a segment. I know we've talked about on this podcast previously offers made to him supposedly for a Brock match, offers made to him supposedly for a Roman match. Doesn't seem like either of those are happening. You know, we talk about a guy who, I don't know. I know there's reports out there. I, I could certainly see Austin showing up, having a moment, having a segment. And uh, I think that it'd be a very, catchy moment to have a la night yeah austin what yeah what yeah what that would be that i would love to see that yeah i guess i could see stone cold coming out and hitting someone with a stunner before the night's over uh that makes sense to me jimmy any any do you think anyone's gonna make a surprise return nah. by surprise i mean we don't know their hat coming out until mania is on uh, nah, I don't think so. I think Mania pretty much sells itself. And if you were going to have someone like, uh, I know people say, well, what about The Rock? If you're going to have The Rock there, you put that out there ahead of time. That's not a surprise. Yeah, I agree. So, so anybody who would be a surprise would be someone maybe who hasn't been in WWE before. You never know. You know, there's 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 names out there. I don't want to put them out, out here and have people go, ooh, you know what I mean? But, right. uh, you know. There's some there's some free agency out there. You never know who might. <clears throat> there's rumors of who might be coming to help Edge at Hell in a Cell and stuff like that. I'll, I'll leave that up to you guys to uh, kind of right. roll over. Yeah, we'll have to see. Well, uh, you can find me uh, at Real Jack Farmer across all social media. I'm also going to be doing commentary for Santino Bros California Love on the GCW Collective WrestleMania weekend. Uh, we're kicking the whole show off. It's on March 30th. You can check it out on Fight TV if you're not here in Los Angeles. If you are visiting in LA, come to the show and say hello. I'd love to say, hey, thanks for coming. That'd be really cool. <laughs> but uh, I'd love to see you guys there. Everyone in the chat, Bernie DC, CM, uh, Punk, Satani, Phil, uh, Mr. X, Dylan Matthews, the GIF King, Bernie DC, Matthew Tech, uh, Adam Staples, Ricky Zaldivar, Killer of Demons 669, and everybody else. Appreciate you coming through, Bernie DC. Uh, make sure to like, comment, share, subscribe, copy the link, put it in your social media, send it to your friends, and say, hey, guys, 
like, comment, share, subscribe. Uh, that does it for us. And if you're listening now, have a good evening. If you're listening later, good morning, good afternoon, whatever it is, wherever you are.